rising Bantamweight prospect Justin Wetzel. What's going on, Justin? How's life right now? What's up, man? Uh, pretty good. I can't really complain too much. Just trying to put the finishing touches and get ready for uh, LFA 85. Definitely, man. Before we hop in and talk about that, let's talk about your career. Six fights in to your pro career. Any unexpected uh, twists and turns, man, the last few years? Mm, unexpected? I, I can't really say too much. I, I had a knee injury a couple years back that sidelined me for a couple months. But um, no, ever, ever since I moved out here, everything, I think everything has been going the way I envisioned it. Where I've wanted to go, I guess you could say. Uh, the LFA cancellations, that was kind of, that was, that was a little odd. You know, tw twice now for the first two fights I was supposed to have. But no, I can't really say too much. Unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking about the pandemic. But yeah, that's that's something that I guess everybody is unexpected. Uh, yeah, yeah, that just, that doesn't apply only to fighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, going back to the knee injury, was that the the knee injury that you had heading into that the second fight of your career? Because I remember watching that fight, and and they were talking about that that was something that they knew about before you hopped in. So was that that same injury? Uh, no, it wasn't that same injury. It was a knee injury though. It, it was very similar to the injury I had going into that fight, but but no, they were two separate things. Uh, they knew about it because the commentators uh, they knew me personally, not just through the fight game. Yeah. So I knew my I had an injury going to that fight, which you know that fight taught me a very valuable lesson though. Um, I really hurt my knee about eight days before the fight and couldn't do any. I couldn't. I was, you know, the day of the fight I was still limping, but I just uh, I won't go into too many details about yeah. it. But um, people in charge of the fight kind of pressured me into taking the fight because mm. I had sold like a lot of tickets and shit like that. So I took the fight for the wrong reasons and. You know, I can't take anything away from my opponent, but after the first round, which I completely controlled, I was completely spent. I had nothing left, and I mean, you've seen the fight. He, he took over in the second and third. Yeah, yeah in, it's interesting that, you know, you, you had a knee injury, but, like, you weren't really showing it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it blows my mind how fighters, they could be hurt. And, like, me, if I hurt my knee, I'm showing it, man, walking around. But how do you guys mask that so well? Hey, man, that's only in the kit. That's only when adrenaline's flowing and we're in the cage and you only see us for maybe 20 minutes, well, I mean, 25 minute tops, right? So, I mean, before all that, the pains and injuries, like, it's, uh, I mean, there's whining and literally crying and, you know, moaning about pains and nagging injuries and doubt and all this shit going on. But, you know, when you're in there, when you're out in the wild in a cage in a fight, you can't, you can't show that you're hurt or that that's, you have pain. Definitely. Well, you know, moving on from that fight, because that was the first loss, and I think your only loss throughout your amateur and pro career, uh, what what changes did you think you needed to make? And uh, maybe is it more of just business decisions, I guess, you know, heading into a fight? If you're injured, don't – if you're too injured, don't go go ahead yeah. and take it. Well, I, I definitely – I there's a lot of things to take away from. I definitely learned that, uh, you know – if to not be prideful, you know, not, not fight, not, not fight for a promoter or fight for whoever this, that fight for yourself. And like, if you're injured and you have doubt and you're not feeling confident about it, you know, don't be afraid to not take the fight. You know, if you have those injuries, you know, it's your pro record. That loss is going to stick to me for the rest of my life, really. Uh, and also after that fight though, I mean, you know, there's always, there's, there's always silver linings, dude. Uh, after that fight, 
um, my buddy Austin Hubbard, who trains out here at Elevation Two. We, we're actually from the same town. We used okay. to train in the same uh, same gym and shit. But he fought later that night, and uh, he had already moved out to Elevation a couple months earlier. And Neil Magny was there with him. And after I, you know, I had lost, I was, you know, laying on my back backstage, just towel over my head, just you know, feeling like shit. But Neil came up to me and said, "Man, you can let this loss define you. You can, uh, you can, you can let this loss defeat you, and you can kind of fizzle off the scene from here and just, you know, fade off, or you can uh, rebound from it and never let this happen again. You know, come out like you planned to Denver and get better and just grow from it." And that's the route uh, I'd like to think I took. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, now those are the talks, man, that you need, right? Is is at those talks at the right moments that can propel you, right? Uh, motivate you. Yeah, and this was still when I was in living in Illinois too. This mm-hmm. I hadn't moved yet to Denver. I had been out there and uh, and like visited for like a week and trained and knew I wanted to move out there, but I just hadn't yet. I mean, that was kind of a something that helped push too. I think. Well, you know, since then, you know, you've knocked off five in a row. The last two have been knockouts in the first round. So, you know, it must be working for you. Now, after your last win in November, you decided to sign with uh, a management company, Dodge Sports. Why did yeah. you decide to hop on? Because a lot of guys right now, they're they're doing their own thing. You know what I mean? They're kind of managing, managing themselves. You know, it's something I had been – it's interesting how it came about because it – uh, management was something I was already thinking about previously before I had any conversations with Dodge or any other agencies. But it's it's kind of weird how when you like wants like want something, you're seeking something out, how like it kind of responds to you. And then like the same week, I had multiple um, groups contact me about sports management. Like it was like three different groups in the same week. It's like wow, like the first three I've ever had all within like the same time frame. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, I checked both of them out, weighed my options, and um, uh, Joey from Dodge Sports, he's uh, he's here in uh, Denver, too. And and I just, uh, I like the feel that I was getting from, from Dodge Sports. You know, there were some bigger uh, management groups that contacted me, but I would have been such like a small, small, uh, I don't know, athlete in such a large pool, such a small fish in such a large pool that I don't know how much attention and, you know, like I could really get from all that. Whereas opposed to Dodge sports, it's, uh, still kind of growing and smaller, but I could tell by the way that, I don't know, they were coming, like reaching out to me and talking to me and the deals that they, that they laid out for me was more than fair. And, uh, I just have a really good relationship with them before I had even like signed or anything. And, uh, after signing though, I have to say I'm very pleased. I've, I've been very satisfied with the services that they provide me in my relationship with uh, both Matt and Joey. The last few months, man, how has trading been? It must be a, a very awkward uh, times. Yeah, to say the least. I don't like it, man. It's it hasn't been the same, and uh, training has resumed, but it's still not the same. You know, there's restrictions and just a lot of bull. You know, I live in I live in Denver and. It's very, uh, very restrictive. It was one of the very restrictive states Colorado was. And uh, so, you know, for a while there, like officially all, all gyms are closed here for, I don't know, a solid two and a half months. And uh, it just sucked, man. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. I, uh, I, you know, I started training again, uh, like probably a month, like 
when I say train, like back on like a daily regular regimen, because I don't really consider like that period of two months where there's no formal training, like doing shit on my own in the park or in my garage. Like that's not, it's just not the same as being in a room full of bodies, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I got, a. I started training, uh, like Corey was saying, I started training with him for the ultra fight a couple months back. And since then, restrictions have kind of eased up here. And uh, we've been, like I said, we've been able to get uh, practice practice going with restrictions still. So it's, like you said, awkward. I'm not a big fan of it. But, you know, at least, at least we're able to get something going. Yeah, you just gotta adapt and adjust. I think the fighters they're they're the best at doing that. Now you you work with uh you work in youth sports. How has the pandemic impacted your job? Oh, there is no job. Man, <laughs> you know what I mean? It sucks for the kids. Yeah, definitely. It uh yeah, I've been doing uh like uh youth sports officiating since I was probably like twelve or thirteen, man. I'm twenty eight now. But I I you know, I do that every year seasonal and um it's fun to do. It's not really work, but you know, it also, it, it helps, uh, you know, supplement income out here, but yeah, the, uh, the pandemic hit and they canceled it roughly, I don't know, three months ago mm-hmm. end of the season for basketball and I haven't heard back since. So it's through the city of Denver. So maybe eventually it'll resume. So I got that going for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Definitely. Now, uh, yeah. LFA, is coming up. Uh, you're matched up with uh, Jacob Thrall again. You know you're supposed to fight him in April. Did you get to have a, a somewhat of a, a full camp leading up to that fight? Was it like a half a camp? What what was that situation like? The one in April. Yeah. Uh, half. No, I mean I was I was always like kind of ready and in shape. You know what I mean? I was I was well prepared for that. I was on weight, ready to go. And then I knew it was going to get canceled though. You know, it was like hour by hour almost like everything was getting canceled once like the wrestling events were canceled the college ncaa once uh, mlb and nfl was canceled like wow it's just a matter of time and yeah that's exactly what happened did lfa and tell I, you no no um they uh announced through are they like spoke with my management and they were just interested in uh rebooking the match i had a feeling that was going to happen because that's what happened with uh remember i already this is my second time this is the second time i've had an lfa event canceled on me yeah. my original my original opponent uh backed out on me my first lfa matchup and i had a replacement and then that event got canceled and then we rebooked that replacement so similar similar story now the first fight against jacob was at 135 this time around i see that it has it's rebooked at 145 what's the story behind that um, it's just, uh, originally they were talking, they wanted 145, that number was thrown out there and I agreed to that. Nothing in writing though. And, uh, some way or another, it came down to that they wanted for the 135 or 140 for a number one contender spot for 135. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it sounds nice. Number one contender spot for 135, but my counter to that was 135 title is completely vacant. Mm-hmm. It's a number one contender fight against who? For what? Like, is there going to be another number one contender fight? Let's just make this for the title. Like, let's fight at 135 mm-hmm. for the title. That makes sense to me. We're both solid record, 6-2, and 5-1, and one, both 1-0 and oh in LFA, both first-round uh, finishes. Mm-hmm. Title's been vacant for damn near half a year. Let's, 
Um, one way or another, that didn't work out, and I kind of just stood my ground with what you guys was originally said, 145. And his side took it and accepted, and here we are at 145. Is the plan just to go back down to 135 after this? Yeah, definitely. Okay. It was like the the announcement kind of came kind of quick, man. It was like when an LFA announced that they were going to have their events in July. That was within I don't know four weeks, five weeks. I don't know. That's kind of I don't want to say it's short notice, but it's like right around the corner, you know, like from not training, from having I wouldn't say not training, but from being like off regular training and the pandemic to this, like it just made sense with the weight and everything. For 135, it's, it's I mean, I wouldn't say it's hard for me. It's easy, but uh, it's just, it takes like, you know, a, a solid amount of time and a lot of discipline to get down there. You were training with, uh, with Corey. So, you know, when the gyms open back up, I guess you could hit the ground running. And right now you, you're probably in full swing getting ready for this fight. So it's not, it's not really a big deal, right? No. Definitely not. Like weight wise, everything. You know what I mean? All circumstances. Oh no, definitely not. Mm -hmm. Things are like I said. Things are back to normal ish. There's just like restrictions with time and like uh, just like the amount of time we can be in the gym, people in an area, shit like that. But as far as like practices, like time going back on, yeah, that's back on schedule. Yeah, that's it's so weird. Like. They, they put these restrictions on, but it's like, how do you even control all of that? You know, I mean, how do you even know one person's been somewhere for how long? You know, it's weird. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. There's zero logic involved. <laughs> you know, I'd say if, you, if, you, if you're truly that concerned about spread and contaminants, then you have to, like, keep everybody home. Like, for I don't know how long it has to be, but you have to, like, like quarantine has been, the word has been used so liberally and so loose dude like quarantine means like you don't have contact with anything or anyone for like a certain amount of time but the, i don't know there's interaction all day every day still yeah yeah it doesn't that's man yeah it's, it, if you if you really <laughs> wanted to control everybody it would be it would have to be like minority report where you, you it's like there's a chip yeah. in everybody and you know where they are which will Hopefully never happen, but you know, uh, what can we do, right? Oh no, um your last two fights, first round finishes. Is that what you're expecting in this one? Another first round finish and, and then go back down to one thirty five and, and get that title? Uh everything, yes, except for the title. I'm hoping this is my last fight for LFA, man. I, I really wanna I really wanna fight in the UFC. or on the, on the contender series. You know, it's uh I'm just I'm <laughs> it's been a long time coming, I'm ready to fight at that stage man yeah yeah well you get a big win here you stay in shape i guess uh august september is perfect timing yeah be ready for a short notice fight you know just just stay ready after this so i can i can get be ready if that call comes you know i don't want to miss i don't want to miss a huge opportunity because of the scale yeah well you know last i think last week what was it like two fighters they took fights on a couple days notice and uh, one guy was in Kansas and the other guy was already in Las Vegas. So yeah, man, I, I could see that happening. Yeah. The Max, he fought my buddy Austin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now um, one last question before I let you go. Um, you know, there's so many different types of uh, competitors in, in mixed martial arts. Right. And uh, you know, there are usually two categories. There's the martial artist, like uh, let's say a Steven Thompson and then there's the prize fighter, right? Where do you fit in, do you think? Um, 
I consider myself more of a fighter than a martial artist, if that makes sense. Um, I could say there's aspects of martial arts, but the way I've looked at it, it's like, I don't know, it's a fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, uh, I do fight because I love it, though. Um, do I want to make money? Do I want to be able to like support myself and my friends and family around me for a long time through fighting? Though, absolutely. You know, so there's a fine line in between. I don't know if that really answers your question, though. <laughs> oh, definitely answers my question. You know what I mean? I forgot to throw in the word prize fighter. You know what I mean? Because prize fighter yeah. is different. You yeah. know, they're they're there to fight, make the money. You know what I mean? Get the belts go home you know what i mean it's not you know. i mean i'm not interested in fighting other high caliber fighters and like for you know for 500 bucks right <laughs> like i want to i want to like i want to make it worth it i want to be able to like support like i already said all that but completely understand man well you know i'm i'm hoping that uh you do get you know get in there and and, and see you in the ufc in the in the coming months man but before that happens july 17th lfa 85 south dakota South Dakota. Have you been there before? Yeah, I've been there before. Uh, okay. I actually uh, cornered uh, Austin Hubbard for his pro debut in South Dakota. Well, that was a while back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2014, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Around there. I've been there, so we'll All see. Right. Not new territory then. Thank you so much, Justin, for the time. Uh, good luck on the fight and good luck on uh, getting a spot on the Contender Series or even a late, uh, late notice fight. Thanks, man. Good to be on here. Later.